Hello, 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 and a warm wick of welcome to all of our witches, white lighters, and warlocks out there. My name is Clark. And I'm Victoria, and you're listening to Charmed and Dangerous, a Charmed podcast. single episode away from finishing season two which is nuts that blows my mind also our sincerest apologies for missing last week i know you guys understand but scheduling just got crazy and yep we couldn't make it happen but we're here this week we're here to make it up to you so without further ado here is episode 21 of season two apocalypse not what would you do if you had to make the choice your sibling, or the rest of the world. This episode starts and ends with essentially this question, and the girls are once again reminded that they don't fight for themselves. They're merely tools in maintaining the balance of the world. Despite having free will to be as selfish as they'd like and save Prue from certain death, can they actually bring themselves to disregard the lives of millions of innocent people to just save one? Not to mention, would there be any point in saving Prue if the whole world would end anyways? These are the big questions tonight here on Charmed and Dangerous. <laughs> I had to add a little bit. Separate. On Dateline. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> we shared two brain cells. Tonight on Dateline. <laughs> Anyways, yes. So this episode does center around the apocalypse. Which is like sick. meet. Which is, like, super rad. It's, like, very rock and roll of them. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, And we meet the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's four dudes in suits. Uh, We've got war, strife, famine, and death, which we did look up. uh, And we we are fully aware that the creators of Charmed switched them around and kind of changed them a little bit for this. Took some liberties. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later, or we can move straight into it, whichever, but, uh, they are color coded, um, in this episode. War is red, strife is green, famine is yellow, and death is black, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's our big bad. Um, I would almost even consider free will to be kind of its own little mini big bad. Yeah. Because it's like free will in itself is like a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to three women just chilling who end up having to try and save the world, free will might not be the best thing for yeah. everybody. There's also uh, um, another tiny, small, big bad um, in this episode. They really never show up again. Um, it's the source of all evil. Uh, <laughs> you know, just a little, a little big bad, you know. Just never an inconvenience bad. Yeah, no. Uh, super irrelevant. Yeah. Um, Loki actually helps out in the end, you know, like... 
Uh, at the end of the day, spoiler alert, if mm-hmm. you haven't watched the episode yet, why are you listening to us? Please go watch the episode. Uh, <laughs> go watch the episode, come back, we'll talk. Um, but the source is the reason, the real reason that the horsemen get vanquished. In fact, he's the only way that they can get vanquished. Uh, and the only way that they do get vanquished is if they don't do their job yep. and bring about the apocalypse. There's really not much to talk about in this episode. No. I'm going to be super real with you guys. No, but we're going to we're going to go ahead. There's a lot of like morality big, questions. Yeah, big questions. Because first of all, the question is would you save a sibling or would you save five innocent people? Is one of the first questions that we're brought into because Phoebe has like a sociology question book. Um Which, and side note, sorry. Side note, I'm going to interrupt. No, please. Yay for the beginning of Phoebe getting into psychology and sociology. Yes. Huge step that we're going to see a lot more of in the next season. But, whoa, yes, minor victory. Or I guess, yeah, that would be the minor victory of this episode. But continue. Yes. I love that Phoebe's getting so intellectual. And we see that continue through the series. Yes. You can be pretty and smart. (laughs) I love it. And she has this question book brought on and she asked this question and the girls immediately are like we would save a sibling i think yeah, that's like no so thought. interesting because like i would literally like if you looked at me and you were like would you lay down on the train tracks for your sister i would lay down on the train tracks like no thought zero thought but the morality right. question of would i let five other people die i would not be able to answer that question just blank blank yeah and i mean like we take that a step further and it's like usually the question is like would you save one person on the tracks or 20 people on the tracks um and obviously in that sense you would think oh no brainer i'd save the 20 but when you add this aspect of an emotional connection Mm -hmm. on the other end of it it changes the question it becomes a lot harder and i don't think anyone could truly answer that question honestly until they're faced with the situation exactly like the sisters Mm -hmm. they think it's just a no-brainer obviously i'd save my sister but when put in the scenario and we have to acknowledge that when they're put into this scenario, it's not just would you save one person or five? It's would you save your sister or would you save the rest of the world? Yeah. These, what, billions of people? Yeah, like literally. And so just to go over it again for everybody who watches us for plot, which is foolish. <laughs> <laughs> the entire plot of this episode is... The sisters find out about the four horsemen. They don't know who they are. They think they're demons. So Mm -hmm. they go to, like, vanquish a demon with this spell. And the the four horsemen are trying to vanquish them. And they end up creating a vortex. And Prue and War get sucked into this vortex. And a good chunk of the episode is against Leo's best wishes. The sisters have to work with the four horsemen of the apocalypse to figure out what the fuck they did so they can save their sister and the world. And uh, right. 
it does not go like that. <laughs> no. And, I mean, the whole episode, Leo is kind of trying to be this voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't do it very well. In fact, he does it in kind of a mansplaining kind of way, which is incredibly frustrating. And I get why the sisters didn't listen to him. Uh, <laughs> but he was right. <laughs> he was. Because Leo, who, who did die and left behind a wife and a life yes. mm-hmm. and all of those things to become a white lighter is more well versed with the thought of, you know, the good of the whole <laughs> than our girls who are still very young in their witchery and also like who do everything together. Yes. Like, and that's a huge theme in this episode is yes. kind of the sisters as one unit and then Leo kind of trying to figure out how he fits in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like we have our Leo versus the sisters and Leo versus Piper in this episode. Uh, and it's it's very interesting to watch because we get to see this dynamic grow Um in a way, like, let's take a step back. Let's look at the sisters when Piper was seeing Dan. Their unity wasn't a problem because Dan couldn't be a part of it. Yes. But now that she's with Leo, he is an active part of their world. And he does know a lot about their world and tries to help them. So now you've got this unit that has been growing over the last two or so years. And Leo needs to fit in there some way, but he doesn't know how. He doesn't know how to help them without getting in the middle. You know what I mean? Yes. And he also struggles, like, and it's not just a work thing. It's also a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we will discuss this line a little bit farther at Favorite Lines and Favorite Parts, but, like, <laughs> Leo struggles deeply with the thought process that he can't just, like, come get Piper. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, he's interrupting something. Yeah, like, this episode starts with the girls having just got back from, like, a mall spa day like yeah like they just had a whole like bonding day and then leo's like hey want to go on a date and piper's like "Ah." (laughs) no (laughs) kind of busy and then the sisters well it's interesting because the sisters are like totally cool with it yeah they're like yeah go out we'll handle like the club and we'll handle this and that and it's almost like Piper doesn't really want to be alone with him. Like, she doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. Like, we even, they're in the car uh, coming back from their dinner. (laughs) And she's like, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy the restaurant. I'm just saying that Prue and Phoebe would have enjoyed it, too. Yeah. Um, And it's like, honey, you were on a date. Yeah. (laughs) It's very obvious that Leo wants to be like, well, why don't I just sleep with both of them, too? Yeah, right? Like, Like, they kind of have this minute where I think 
it's it's hard for Piper because in a way, like in this last two years, she got her sisters back finally. Yes. And so they're so focused on reconnecting as sisters that like she doesn't know how a relationship fits into that. And it's it's very interesting to see. Yes, and it's uh, like she loves Leo. She's fought for Leo, but Obviously. she but she prioritizes her sisters. Yes. Which I think is Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, especially not with all the shit that they go with. <laughs> like in in a sense, at the end of the day, her sisters are all she has. Yes. Um but yeah, we get to see a little bit more of Piper and Leo developing and figuring out how they work together as a four member family rather than a three. Yes. Also, Sister boyfriends. Also, the minor flirtation between <laughs> between fucking Strife and Phoebe in this episode. Wild. I'm so Absolutely glad you brought it up. Absolutely wild. I'm so glad you brought it up. <sighs> and then, and then, okay, we'll come back to it. But there was also a bit of foreshadowing, which I won't get super into because we... We're not a spoiler-free podcast, but, we, you know, we try. Um, but Leo makes a comment about not getting into bed with evil. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, and also, like, Strife looks at Phoebe, and this has already been something that we've tackled on a previous episode. But he goes, right. have you always been a witch? <laughs> and Phoebe was like, what? <laughs> He's like, have you ever yeah. been a demon? And she is like, no, I've never been a demon. But you can see her wanting to be like, but I was a bad witch. Like, yeah. 80 years uh. ago. And it's like, there, it's just so interesting. The ways that they manage to remind us that Phoebe is the most, like, likely to switch sides. She's swayable. Yes. And it comes from her innate need to see both sides. It doesn't come yes. from Phoebe being, like, sucky. It comes from Phoebe... No, yeah. ...like, deeply relating to when people are hurting because she's an empath and she hasn't experienced that yet. Yes, yes. That is a huge part of it, her empath, empathic abilities... Uh, empathetic I think both work in this scenario anyways um it does come from that nature but also quite simply the fact that she was born on the nexus yep and she is at the end of the day a true neutral she chooses to be good which is great for all of good but at the end of the day she could just as easily choose to be evil and it's very interesting to see her and Strife interact in this episode. It's like, it's not a huge chunk of the episode, but it is something that I enjoyed. If that's the right word. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell me, like, they do have pretty good chemistry. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, what is going on right now? You're, you're like, wait, hold on. 
this episode fell off track. I don't know how, I don't know when, but <laughs> why does Phoebe always have to have a temporary love interest? <laughs> Seriously, uh, that's. I think that's a topic for another time. Yes, because like, we'll go into it for like eight hours. <laughs> That'll be a bonus episode where we're like, why the fuck? <laughs> How many boyfriends um, has Phoebe had? Oh my god, yes, let's tally them. Uh, No, please, that'll take us forever. <laughs> but, <laughs> so we've talked about Leo and the sisters. We've talked about Leo and Piper. Um, There is a minor moment where... Daryl shows up. It's been zero days since we've seen Daryl. Thank God. Uh, Thank you, Lord. (laughs) It's just a brief moment where he's like, yeah, the whole city's gone to hell. Wait a minute. Why are you calling me? Is this what I think it is? And they're like, "Uh, yeah, uh, gotta go. Bye. (laughs) Every day, Daryl gets closer to just being like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Honestly, sometimes I think about what this show would have been if it was not rated the way it was and Samuel L. Jackson played Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired of these motherfucking demons <laughs> in this motherfucking city. <laughs> Literally. Oh, poor Daryl. Oh, amazing. But yeah, that's that's just the brief talking point that we wanted to cover. It's that Daryl's still here. Daryl's still annoyed. Nothing's changed there. Yeah. Blissful continuancy. and then i don't know if you were done with the previous uh topics but i i wanted to bring up the conversation of the four horsemen of the apocalypse of course and the fact that their whole job is to end the world bring about the apocalypse but there's never a clear-cut definition in this episode about what that means. So, like, go ahead. I think, if we're sharing theories here, so, at the end of the episode, it is revealed that because the girls don't, like, choose Prue over the rest of mankind, that it's considered a selfless enough to act that there isn't enough evil in the world. So the four horsemen get banked. Right. I think what is going on with the four horsemen is they are building discord, evil, and, like, pain throughout the world. Right. And if they get to a certain level of discord, pain, etc., the source can then use all of that pain as a direct pipeline and just go ape shit. Yeah, like maybe maybe like the source like and demons and stuff wouldn't have to hide anymore. Like maybe that's kind of what they mean by apocalypse. Like cuz it's just a it's mildly confusing because at the end of the episode Phoebe has a premonition where she sees like the whole world essentially being nuked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like one would assume that that would bring about the death of nearly everybody in the world. Yes. So I guess it's like I don't know. It's like they can't really spread evil if there's no humans to spread evil amongst. But I guess they could just 
all live and be evil in the overworld, I guess. Is that like, are we on the same page? Is that kind of yes the vibe you got from what they mean by apocalypse yes. in this episode? Because I think once, because a big theme in this was that war was very important. And that was why right. they were willing to go to such lengths to get him back. And I think he seals the deal. I think that's what it is. He seals the deal. Because why do people go to war? They're disagreeing a lot over of something. Stupid reasons. Usually it's either a disagreement or it's I want a resource of yours. Yeah. If your people are starving and sick because of pestilence. Yeah. If your people are dying because of famine, what are you as a nation going to do if you don't see a clear outcome? You are going yeah, war is... you are going to go to war so that you can get resources for the people that you claim. Right. War is kind of like politics or power. There's there's really the two two sections there. And yeah, I mean it it's very clear that all four horsemen are very much needed in order to bring about the apocalypse. Yes. But war is the one that He's the big guns, you could say. Close. Yeah, he's the closer. Like Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. I I think we're on the same page there. And if anybody out there has any questions, comments, concerns, you know where to find us. Yes, you uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess last talking point really for me is why did the creators of Charmed decide to go through with the four horsemen but then change them from the traditional biblical aspect of the four horsemen? Um, It wasn't a huge change. It's just little things like strife is not technically a four horseman mm-hmm. um it's conquest and it's conquest well yeah and like we still have death famine and war um but strife has been changed they also changed their colors which could have happened for any number of reasons uh no real comment there but I almost wonder if they changed the horsemen to stray it away from that traditional Christianity based theology I agree I like I completely agree because I really do think that the changes because the research is fairly simple right the changes right. were, A, to create, like, a cohesive set. Mm-hmm. And, B, to allow it to be a discussion of good versus evil without there being a biblical context. Right. Yeah. I think I think that they did it 
to avoid connecting themselves to one specific theology. Because we've talked about this a lot on this show. And the fact that they don't stick to one ideology. They don't stick to one idea. They don't, like, just work off of a Christian um, mythology, um, to use the most general term. Um, They bring in aspects from all over the world and all different kinds of mythology. Um, And then they create their own. So I think this was a little bit of both of those. um, And really just trying to stay away from being like, (laughs) Christianity. (laughs) Um, Yes. Because even in the 90s, religion and TV was still kind of like, back and forth on whether or not you could do it comfortably. Yes. And I also think that they might have changed it almost in a sense to, um, to kind of modernize it. Yes. In a sense. They, they changed it in order to make it make more sense for the era that they were providing this content for. That's my take on it. But, yeah. But, yeah, so the last talking point is less of a talking point and more of a big question for you. Mm-hmm. What would you do? You, as the listener, what would you do if you were faced with a decision between saving the world and saving a loved one? Maybe not necessarily a sibling in this sense. You know, they're really close. Like... The person in your life that you are the most closest to, if it came between them and the rest of the world, what would you do? Send us a tweet. Let us know. Let us know. I'm telling you right now, that is easier for me than the one versus the five. Because if you don't save the world, you don't get anybody anyway. (laughs) Exactly. And that's, that's a huge, that's like, I put that in the summary, you know, like, What was the point in saving Prue if the world was just going to end anyways? Yep. That's my take on it. But I'd love to hear yours. So send those in. Um, We hermed and hawed for several minutes (laughs) (laughs) before recording this episode. And we have decided that there is no true personal gain. Yep. Um in this episode it more actually came to a victoria said no and i said yes so we just canceled it out um (laughs) i think that they should add a personal gain for piper freezing the road rage scene uh victoria feels that it was self-defense she was gonna get Uh, a cabbage to the face yeah like that's the worst thing that she's gotten to the face uh anyways (laughs) Let us know your opinions on it, and maybe we'll add one if we can convince Victoria. Yeah. Uh, That would be a pretty good argument, But though. for now, <laughs> we're we're at a stalemate here uh, that does leave us at a personal gain count of 62. 62. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And now, a short ad break. Do you like gaming? Do you like making friends? Do you just want to have a place to chat with Clark and Victoria because you just can't get enough of them? 
Well, we've got the place just for you. Galaxy Gaming, home to every game under the stars, is a Discord server and Facebook group where you can assign yourself roles and find friends to chat or game with. The community is absolutely fantastic and super welcoming. Between the matchups, constant involvement contests, and mini-games, the server has it all. Follow the link in any of our social media or shoot us an email letting us know you're interested and we'll get you in. Thank you for listening and I can't wait to see you there. Woo! Yeah! Whoop whoop! Galaxy Gaming! We love our sponsors. Uh... And we thank them so much for everything they do for us. Yes, yes, we do. That does bring us to favorite lines, favorite parts, though. So, Victoria, what was your favorite line or favorite part in this episode? Leo, honey, we have done this a couple of times. (laughs) That was a good one. Snarky, perhaps not the most correct statement to make when we did not know that it wasn't a demon, but hilarious all the same. Yes. Classic Piper Sass. Um, Honestly, mine was more a favorite part than it was a favorite line. Um, I loved the whole idea of the sisters learning how to work with evil. Um, Kind of having the stalemate uh, when they're at the manor and uh, Piper and Famine are doubting each other in the kitchen and... Phoebe and Strife are like flirting. Whoa, whoa! What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> it's it's very entertaining to watch. And they figure it out at the end. Kind of. <laughs> at least they figure out that Victoria. weird pentagram thing. God bless them. Yes, that was pretty cool. The pentagram and. I loved the little the little note of <laughs> of well it was a sign for goodness until your side stole it. Yeah. I thought that was that was pretty cute. Uh but that does bring us to our rating episode uh segment of the episode. Uh Victoria out of world ending scenarios. How would you rate this episode? I would rate this episode 3.2 world ending scenarios. Out of fight. All right. Entertaining. Relatively rewatchable. There's a lot that goes on, but y'all know how I feel. I like the feel good ones. Yeah, she likes the entertaining, funny ones. Yes. Uh, interesting. I think I'd give it a solid four world ending scenarios mm. out of five. I don't think it's their best. That's like a B minus um i i i don't think it's their best episode but i genuinely enjoy this episode and i like the way that they bring apart bring apart bring bring upon those big questions without making it too heavy yeah like this episode very easily could have been like and so prue dies yeah and and yeah so I don't know. I think it's really great. I think they did a really good job with it. Um, a lot of really cool, witty lines. Solid four out of five. Good. And it has been zero days since we've seen Leo or Daryl. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, but that does bring our episode to its conclusion. Um, 
Victoria, if the people want to interact with us on Twitter, let us know what they would do in this situation. Where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at charmed underscore podcast. Where can they find us on Facebook, Clark? You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash charmed and dangerous pod or by searching charmed and dangerous podcast in the search bar. Victoria, where can they find us on Instagram? I've been trying to post there more often. You can find us on Instagram where Clark is making a very good effort at charmed and dangerous pod. Where can they find us for questions, comments, snarky remarks? <laughs> you can find us for questions, comments, snarky remarks, uh, the occasional t-shirt uh see i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna rub that in but i actually i had a friend reach out and be like are you actually selling t-shirts and i was like lol no i want to but (laughs) no and she was like damn it i was like take my money (laughs) uh but i thought that was really cute and i loved that but if you want to email us you can find us at charmed and dangerous pod at gmail.com we haven't gotten an email in a hot minute so you know do that i guess we do check that inbox we loved hearing (laughs) from you guys um and then just a quick shout out we did get a tweet uh let's see Yes, there it is. Uh, Amanda Shushma on Twitter. Thank you so much for reaching out. Uh, I'm so glad that you binged us and finally caught up with us. Uh, We're glad to have you listening. That does bring us to the end of our episode, though. Victoria, do you have anything else to say to the people? I am all good. Fantastic. Well, this has been a fun episode. Uh, We are back, uh, hopefully as consistent as possible we're both very busy people but we love you we thank you for your support have a great rest of your week blessed be blessed be Stop.